Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on where you are listening from. I'm Dylan. And I'm Mickey. This is the Last Minute Podcast with Dylan and Mickey. Hey, boys and girls. Today is Monday, March the 25th, 2019, and you are listening to the Last Minute Podcast. Dylan, you still there? I'm still here. I'm glad because you know what? We just started, and if you wasn't, that'd be a problem. Well, I thought you might be talking about the fact that uh, it's been about a week since we posted a podcast and maybe thought maybe I was still sitting here at the desk waiting to do it. It has been an absolutely crazy, crazy, crazy week for you and me. So to all our listeners out there, we would like to say we are sorry. We have been extremely busy and, uh, you know, both of us work full time. We're doing this at nighttime and it's just been overwhelmingly busy and beyond blessed, but busy. Dylan's had some sickness in his family he had to deal with and, and I've been just extremely slammed. So I haven't had time. So not making excuses, but just letting you know that we are trying our best and uh, just bear with us. Yep. We've had an extreme case of life happens. <laughs> life does happen. So as we said, you know, we're, we're trying to, you know, do, do this thing as much as we can and as, as fast as we can. And our goal is to maybe do one every three days is what our goal is. Um, so, you know, we were going to be a little ambitious and say one a day, but that's, that's a lot. So it takes a lot of time to produce this thing. Dylan, what you been doing? And uh, what you been into for the last time? I don't know. Week? No, not much. Just <clears throat> working a little bit. A lot. <laughs> a little bit. Hanging, uh, hanging out at the hospital a little bit, and then today it's what I done at work too. Hung out at the hospital a little bit throughout the week with some family illness, and uh, then going to work today and go back to the same hospital and tent the windows. Well, that's nice. I mean, you know, tent the windows. You should have tinted the windows while you were there, though. Yeah. You could, you could, I was on the wrong floor. Oh, the wrong floor. Okay. Yeah. So in the past week with me, man, I've been all over the place. I've done pretty much anything and everything that I could possibly do. And uh, from websites to business cards to meeting with some people, starting businesses and, and so on, and some rebranding of some other businesses. Uh, we've been, we've been extremely busy and, and like I said, I'm beyond blessed for that. And, uh, I love, love what I do and so on. And then, uh, we've had a lot of, a lot of cool things that's been going on here at the house here lately. And you got to participate in some of that, Dylan. So, I did. Um, we decided that we wanted to redo our dining room in our house, our, our house, a little history on it was built in 1890. It's an old farmhouse, two story white farmhouse with a green roof on top of a hill. And, uh, well, it was just a little dated in the dining room. And I was like, you know, we need to redo this. So we tore out the shelf and the cabinets or whatever on the, on the wall. And we laid down what they call a shiplack board gunmetal gray wood accent wall. And then I called my good buddy Dylan right here. And he came over there and gave it the magic touch. And it looks absolutely amazing. Dylan, what did you do to it? Man, just added some clocks and stuff on the wall. Brought out my... <laughs> Inner Chip and Joanna Gaines <laughs> off HGTV. I took my decorating advice from Dylan and so did my wife, and we are glad because it looks phenomenal. Uh, we basically put this huge clock. It's probably, if I had to guess, three foot round. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's 36 inches round. Yeah, it's just pretty big. And then we put these little arc windows right beside of it. 
and it's almost gunmetal gray wood. It looks really, 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 really good. Then on the opposite wall, to make the room look bigger, Dylan said, hey, let's add a mirror. So we added a nice antique mirror, and then we put two little, uh, I don't even remember what it was, two picture frames of seashells? Uh, one was a seashell and uh, silver dollars, I think, or whatever they call those. Yeah, so, but anyways, it looks really good. So if you all need any kind of decorating advice, Dylan can be reached at 423-788-4305 and just ask for him to come decorate your house. Uh, yeah. So uh, I just closed my eyes and picked stuff out. <laughs> he, he did really good. It looks really good. He even told us what color to paint the walls. Tracy picked up uh, your uh, beach pictures. Yeah, but I mean, it looked really good. I mean, I think it, it it all flows nicely together. So I don't know. Somebody asked me what I could describe it with in one word, and I was like, I don't know. I think it's like contemporary, but a little there's something else other than contemporary. I don't know. But yeah, that, that's something positive that's happened with me in the last week. And, uh, you know, um, it was in the dining room, which is right beside of the kitchen, which we plan on going to kitchen here soon as well. Uh, we're going to do a backsplash in there and, and redo the, uh, we're going to actually seal the floor. We have a stone floor and a little bit more work in there so we can get it ready so we can eat some food and have some cookouts and, you know, have some burgers and shrimp and so on and all that. But speaking of shrimp, Dylan told me one of the fun facts for today. So I can't wait for you all to listen to some of these fun facts. So Dylan, go to it. Well, you answered the first uh, fun fact, which is flamingos turn pink because of eating shrimp. So they're actually the same color as a shrimp. They're just giant flying shrimp, I guess. That is crazy. I wonder why. Are there any science behind it? Do you know? Did you do any research? Uh, I guess it goes back to the old saying, you are what you eat. <laughs> you know, look at a flower. If you put food coloring in a flower, it changes color. So. so the next time you're eating a shrimp, you think of a big old flamingo. Okay? Just think of one because it's pink too because it eats shrimp. So what would you eat for supper, Mickey? Today, I ate for supper a Burger King Whopper. Very healthy. Very healthy. Not. Hey, on a positive note, on a positive note, wait before you say anything, because I know you ate healthy. Wait before you say anything. On a positive note, yours truly, Mickey right here, I went and joined the gym. However, I've not lost any weight. Apparently, there's a misconception there, and I actually have to go work out. I just can't pay to go to the gym. Yeah, it don't work like that. I know. It's just it's crazy. I figured if I paid, I'd just lose weight. So Yeah. Well, you ate that burger, and if you are what you eat, then. <laughs> I guess I'm a burger. I need to eat better, I know. So, actually, what's funny I is today. Burger, Mickey, burgers made from cow. Yeah, I don't know. Cow. Yeah, I know. Well, it, it beats what you and Tracy called me the other day in the floor. Uh, you want to go there? <laughs> Go ahead and tell her, tell the audience what you and Tracy called me on the floor the other day while I was down on uh, on the floor. Well, Tracy, Tracy called you a dead whale and I just laughed. (laughs) He laughed so much that he Snapchatted it, put it on the group message and sent it to all of her friends. So he's not so innocent guys, gals. (laughs) He probably recorded the whole incident as well. So if I ever run for public office, I have to steal Dylan's phone. No, I thought you looked more like one of those little seals bouncing across the, (laughs) 
why don't you just why don't you just call me a walrus? Mm. <laughs> Since we're having fun at my expense, let's go ahead and tell everybody else what happened to me here lately as well. Oh, if you remember a few episodes back, is this what you're talking about? Yes, yes, that right. Nick there. got a concussion by toilet. Well, evidently it happened again. It did. It did two nights ago. It was the same. Was it two nights ago? Yeah, it was two nights ago. It was the same oh, night. That, it was the same night we did all the work on the house. I was wore out. Every time I get wore out, I get hit in the head by the toilet. What's up oh, with that? Oh, <laughs> I probably need to go get a checkup. What do you think? Yeah, probably so. Or if you uh, work hard like that of a day, just don't use the bathroom. <laughs> I, I told Tracy I was going to install a seatbelt and a harness on the toilet. I'm going to get you on those little pool noodles that you float on and just tape it to the edge of your sink. <laughs> so if you've listened to us here for the last few episodes, you know exactly what we're talking about. And if you don't, please go back and have some fun at my expense because it was priceless. And, uh, and I have no shame. I, I'm, I'm pretty open. I'm, I share pretty much everything about me. So, Well, speaking of your concussion and your uh, bruises, do you know carrots were originally purple? No, I did not know that. How, how are they orange now? Evidently, they reconstructed genetically the makeup of a carrot. But uh, carrots were actually originated in the region of what is now Afghanistan and spread throughout the Persian Empire till the 16th century. According to the Carrot Museum, which I didn't know was a thing, the western orange carrot probably arose in Europe or in the western Mediterranean region through gradual selection within yellow carrot populations. So evidently there's different types of carrots. There was yellow carrots, and then there was a purple carrot, and the yellow carrot and the purple carrot got together and made an orange carrot. I don't think I'd eat a purple carrot. Uh, I wonder if it's bubblegum flavor like the purple broccoli that McDonald's come out with. Could have been. Who knows? Hey, by the way, where are these fun facts from? These fun facts are from bestlifeonline.com. We always want to give credit where credit is due because that's what we do here at the last minute podcast. We want to make sure everybody gets credit. So, and in the true nature of last minute, I pulled these fun facts up at the last minute. <laughs> he seriously did. <laughs> so, you know, um, that, that you say that Dylan, this next one is something that, you know, I would love to experience just one time in my life. One time in my life. Yeah, I just got done putting in an order with Elon Musk, but it wasn't for a Tesla. It was for one of his uh, rockets. So I can go cash in on this myself. So Do you uh, do you have room for me to come on board? Yeah, maybe we'll have to call SpaceX up and be like, I had another seat. Okay, yeah. But, I'm, uh, I'm down with this. Yeah. It rains diamonds on Saturn and Jupiter. That is crazy. It is because... Uh, atmospheric data indicates that gaseous planets Saturn and Jupiter experience hailstorms of diamonds due to lightning storms that turn methane into soot, which hardens into graphite. Then diamonds fall out of it. What'd you do today? Oh, not much. Just riding down the road and got hit in the head with a 10 carat diamond. Just another day on the planet. Yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I say, let's not worry about going to Mars. Let's go to Saturn and Jupiter. Let's see here. It took six years in 1989 
to reach uh, Jupiter flying. So, I mean, that was 1989. So, and that ain't Yeah, that was a small one. No, that wasn't carrying people. SpaceX, I think, say that they could make it to Mars in three years with people. I'm not sure if that's accurate or not. How long will it take to fly to Jupiter? To Jupiter. All right, I just asked the lovely google.com how long it'll take. And according to the research that I've done, which is every bit of last minute, because that's what we do here, uh, is six years. They told you. Six years is what it says. So, and that is with the human on board. So, no, I guess it's two and a half. Human on board when it went to Jupiter. Two and a half billion miles? No, I said I guess six years is what it would take with a human award. I don't know. No, that's what it took without one little small uh, thing. Well, maybe we, maybe if a human was on board, it could be a lot faster. Who knows? It's two and a half billion miles. And that was in 1989. I mean, we've got SpaceX now. Can you imagine two and a half billion miles of traveling? <laughs> so you're a member of the Millionaire Club, huh? Well, buddy, I'm a billionaire club. Beat that. Yeah, I think there's a few Toyotas out there running around with that many miles on it. <laughs> I guarantee you they ain't a Ford Pinto. Maybe. <laughs> Go ahead, number four. I was looking there, but there's too much information on the Elon set. Number four. I don't know if you hear my computer going off. I there. did hear your computer up <laughs> It went. Uh, yeah, Windows. Doing this on the desktop. So, Mickey. What is the most, and don't look at your notes and cheat here, because you can see this, and I have no one else to ask on our podcast. It's just me and you on here until they hear us. What is the most Western state that you know of in the United States? The West, California. Okay. What is the most Eastern state in the U.S. that you can think of? New York would be my first thought. Well, I would have said Maine, but, yep, until I've done this research... The most western state in the United States is Alaska, which I would have thought too because it's on the end of Canada. I didn't even think of Alaska. What about Hawaii, though? I think uh, Alaska extends out past Hawaii. Oh, okay. But the most eastern state in the U.S. is also Alaska. Nah, what? Yep. Okay, I'm pulling up the map. I'm calling calling BS, dude. The eastern and western hemisphere is a 180 degree line and Alaska goes out to the 180 degree line, which makes it the most Western. And then it crosses the 180 degree line, which makes it the most Eastern. I'm pulling so up the map. I don't out know. of the Western hemisphere and into the Eastern hemisphere. I guess I don't understand that. So is Alaska on the East coast or the West coast? Both. No, actually coast is not as be on the West coast, but. As far as eastern and western, it's it's like right and it sets on the line of the hemispheres, eastern and western hemisphere. I don't understand that. I don't I don't get it. I'm looking at the globe as we speak, trying to figure out this. I don't know. There's some things in this life that's better known without knowing them, and I'm going to say this is one of those things because this is going to absolutely drive me crazy. Yeah, it all has to do with longitude. That doesn't make any sense because if you just look at a map, you got the east coast with nothing around Alaska, and then you've got the west coast 
which Alaska is huge. So, yeah, and so, I mean, Alaska. If you've got a globe, I guess, and you split the globe in half, I guess you'd cut it down right through uh, Alaska. If you did it on the 180 degree line, which is where the Western Hemisphere and Eastern Hemisphere. So, to answer your to answer your question about the uh, the Hawaii, why Hawaii is not there is because there's apparently there's like a whole massive array of different islands that off stand of off of Alaska, and those islands yeah. are those islands are what cross the 180 degree line that makes it the most eastern state. Bering Sea. Yep, so those those islands are on the Bering Sea, and the furthest one that I can see here looks like a Coast Guard station called Attestation. Hmm. It's a Navy town, and it is, I don't know, it's 32 degrees there right now at the moment. Looks pretty cool. There's no roads there or anything. Yeah, 32 degrees is pretty cool. Yeah, so, oh, well, fun fact number five. Fun fact number five goes to all the dog lovers out there. And if anyone knows what a corgi is, he's a little short, cute dog. I have no idea what a corgi is. Oh, yeah. They're quite expensive, too. Got works fixing to get a corgi. He's on the waiting list. Oh, those are the little bitty midget dogs, the short legs. Yeah, yeah, Mickey. We don't think we can use midget anymore. They're short. In Welsh folklore, corgis transported fairies. No wonder the queens love corgis. The Welsh legend, a pair of corgis were said to tow the carts and carriages of fairies and also help them ride into battle. Dylan, if you could have any puppy, what would it be? I don't know. I like bulldogs, but I don't like the fact that they shed so much. Mom and dad's got bulldogs and they're just hilarious. So I think that needs to be an audience question. Audience. If you could have any puppy, what would it be and why? Uh, Another guy at work is uh, his wife won't say a dog, but he like mandated that the only dog she can have is called a King Charles, which I had never heard of. This is actually a cute little dog. Is this um, uh, Garrett? Yeah. I figured he's prep. So Cavalier King Charles. That is a cute dog, though. And it's because they don't shed. That is a really cute dog. So if I could have any puppy, what I would choose would be a... Now, here's the funny thing. The puppy that I want is extremely, extremely cute when it's a baby. But the older it gets, well, as with anything with age, well, it just kind of goes away. So, um, and that would be a basset hound. I absolutely love basset hound puppies. Yeah, we used to have basset hounds whenever I was in high school. They're so cute when they're puppies. Yeah, they stink when they get older, though. They stink, and they, yeah, I agree. But the bulldogs do, too, but that's just mainly because... Now, there's one really big, there's one really big dog. I think it's called a Mastiff, maybe? Bull Mastiff. Bull Mastiff, is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, there's several big dogs. There's a bull mastiff. No, it ain't a bull mastiff. This one's a big fluffy dog. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. English. Maybe it's an English mastiff. Nope. Let's just stop in mastiff until we see one. I don't know. And then show up. Anyways, it's absolutely huge. Huge. So, audience, if you could have any puppy, what would it be and why? Dylan, what would yours be? 
I don't know. Like I only had like one real dog that was mine, and it was a uh, 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 thing. I done forgot what it was. A schnauzer. That's what it was. Schnauzer. I don't mm. even know what a schnauzer is. Huh. So I'll send you a link to one. I know. Uh, I've got a friend, or I've actually got a few different friends that have Great Danes, and those things are absolutely freaking huge. Uh, it says here a uh, Great Dane is about 100 to 120 pound on average, and they usually stand 28 to 30 inches tall, but they can be a lot taller. The record Great Dane is 44 inches tall. His name was Zeus, and it's the tallest dog. You're, you're oh. thinking of a St. Bernard earlier, Mickey? Was it a St. Bernard? No, it wasn't a St. Bernard. It's It looked like a horse. It was huge. It was white. It was some kind of mastiff. I just don't remember what, what it was called. Um, let me see if I can find it here. I don't know. I like dogs. Dogs are awesome. I just don't like having to go uh, go walk them all the time. Uh, and I think there's another one called Newfoundland. I just found mm -hmm. it's 260 pounds. And I think Mark Zuckerberg has the Commodore. His dog, that one that looks like a sheep dog. Yeah. So, but anyways, yeah, dogs are fun. I love playing with dogs. I just don't think that I could become a responsible dog owner for the simple fact that I'm never home. And a dog needs to be played with a lot. And they need attention. They need a lot more attention than cats. So, and our cats get plenty of attention when we're home. So speaking of cats, I've got one up here beside of me right now, and I'm petting her, and that would be midnight. Mm -hmm. So was that the last fact? Was number five? Yep, it was, wasn't it? So that was the last fact. Well, with that being said, it is time for us to interview Mrs. Susan Crum out of Greenville, Tennessee. Hey, Susan, how are you today? Hey, Mickey, I'm doing great, thanks. How are you? I am great. I've been looking forward to talking with you and catching up and seeing how things are and so on. So I can't wait to let you introduce yourself to everyone out there and let them know how awesome Mrs. Susan Crum is. <laughs> so, well, I don't know about all that, but I certainly love what I do. Yeah, you're, you're amazing. So tell us, uh, I know about you and Dylan knows about you, but let's tell the audience about who you are and what you do and, and so on. Yeah, so let's... Um, so let's kind of take it back just a little bit, kind of set the stage, if that's okay with you guys. Yeah, go for it. Awesome. So I am 42 years old, in the best shape of my life ever. Congrats. And I suffer, well, no, I'm like, I'm setting the stage here. I wish I was 42 again, <laughs> but I'm 42 years old. I'm in the best shape of my life. This is in 2012 and I suffered a stroke, a stroke that put me in an inpatient rehab center for about a month. I lost complete control of my right side, my ability to walk, my ability to use my left hand and arm, my ability to speak. Can you imagine Susan Crumb not being able to speak, right? Wow. And so, you know, I persevered through that, made an incredible recovery, and I do contribute it to the fact that I was in the best shape of my life at that time. A few months later, I lost my mother to cancer. Three years prior, I lost my father very unexpectedly, and I'm an only child, single mom, 
And that was a lot that happened in a very short period of time. And as if that wasn't enough, seven months after I lose my mother to cancer, I'm diagnosed with breast cancer. So a lot happened in my life between 2010 and 2013. But the message that I want to share with everybody listening is, you know, any one of those things that happened in my life could have been a reason to hold me back. It could have been a reason to have just robbed me of my dreams and my vision. But I can tell you my why is greater than the sum of all of those adversities. And, you know, and being just really real for a minute, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy overcoming and and fighting back you know I was so angry when I lost my father because it was one of those things I just could not understand that if God loved us so much why why did that happen why did that happen to me under the circumstances it happened and it took me a lot you know it took me a lot of uh, a long time to really come to grips with that but as a result of that was when I I published my first book only to Susan Um, It's a collection of short stories that some are funny. Some will make you go, oh my God, what was she thinking? And some may bring you to tears. (laughs) And I knew for the longest time, I wanted to write a book about a collection of these short stories. And I already had the title only to Susan, because how many of us out there can relate and you guys can relate to this too, that sometimes when things in life happen, like at that moment, it feels like it's only happening to you, right? Definitely been there. Yeah. And so, you know, I published that book. And when I published that book, like a lot of other things, you have all that momentum and that energy. And and all of a sudden I'm I'm selling all these books and people are are asking me to come speak and share and share my story. And it was really taking off. And I was like, you know, this ultimately is the arena that I want to find myself in as a speaker. But then that was in April of 2012. And then in September is when I suffered my stroke. So all of that momentum, like all of those steps I had taken in a direction of pursuing my dream just crashed around me. And, you know, in in my dream kind of lay dormant up until about 2013 after I was diagnosed with breast cancer and was making my comeback once again. So I say all that to say, yeah, I've been through a lot, but I know in my heart there are people out there listening who have been through so much more than I have. So the message here is I, I'm not looking for sympathy of my adversities. My message is regardless of what happens, we all have a choice and it may not be at the moment it happens. It could be later in life, but we all have a choice as to how we respond to what happens in our life. Now I handled my breast cancer diagnosis, even though I thought it had been handed a death sentence. Um, I I feel like I handled that journey beautifully under all of the circumstances, but it was because I feel like God prepared me for that with losing my dad unexpectedly, you know, battling back from a stroke, losing my mom and going through all of this really helped prepare me for that, that journey. And that journey alone is what positioned me and helped place me to where I am today. Um, most of my career, Mickey and Dylan, as you guys know, was in the nonprofit sector in various leadership positions. And at the time of my breast cancer diagnosis, I was, uh, well, I had been vice president for advancement at Tusculum College. I had stepped down and become associate vice president. But I wasn't really sure like what all of this meant. And 
I was, I had taken the sick leave. I was out of, out of, away from the college for six months. I ended up resigning because even at six months, I was not able to return to work. But I felt within me, like despite everything that I'd been through, maybe this was the, op this was the open door. This was the opportunity that was going to finally let me begin to pursue what was my dreams. Like I just knew something inside of me was bigger and greater. And so that was really when I began my entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. And I know that you personally are, like I said, you're, you're a survivor, you're strong. And I, I can remember you coming to a networking group. I guess it was about a year ago and your word, you, you come every year you have a new word. Oh, I do. Yeah. So what is your word for this year? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, my word for this year is breakthrough breakthrough yeah so and I think the, the last year that I remember you I think it was I want to say it was education or no it wasn't it was a grit grit yeah was that grit. was yeah grit became when I when I transitioned my coaching business the branding of my coaching business that was in 2017 I rebranded myself as coaching with grit and I used grit as an acronym for God, resilience, inner drive, and tenacity, because yeah. I feel like those were the key ingredients that helped me not only overcome adversity, guys, but also helped prepare me for the adversity. Because we, as you know, especially where we're all at in life, we know it's going to happen, right? Like, I think there's probably a time in my life that you know, I knew what it was like to not have to deal with a lot of adversity, but it's going to happen. And I think in dealing with it, it's, it's probably even more important that you're prepared for it because it is going to happen. And that was kind of what my coaching program was built around was working with female entrepreneurs, helping them better prepare for and overcome adversity so they could have greater moments of success, contentment, and fulfillment in their lives. Yeah. And, and with your coaching business now, you travel all over the world, don't you? Well, all over the country. <laughs> Eventually, you're going to go all over the world. Let's work. just be real here. Yeah. You're awesome. Well, thank you. I have had the opportunity to work with clients around the world. Um, that's for sure. I actually was just with some of those amazing people over the, this past weekend out in Los Angeles at an event. And I, re I realized on, was it Friday? That was International Women's Day, I think. And I'm looking in the room and I'm seeing like, these people from, you know, Australia and Germany and Canada and London. And, and I was like grabbing the women and we were like doing some Facebook lives to celebrate international women's day. I was like, I can't think of a better way to do this, that we're all at this live event. We're all like looking to improve, um, in our businesses, both personally and professionally and be able to celebrate it with women from around the world. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that is awesome. So in your coaching, uh, in your coaching expertise, what all are you offering now? So, so yeah. So um, in September, well, actually October of last year, a colleague, friend, and mentor of mine, Bill, reached out to me and we had a conversation um, because he, he, had, he had been kind of looking to do something like this for a while, but had just not come across what he felt was the right business partner. 
because you know anytime any any of us have like had that thought right I and mean, it's you're so selective you know, when you're talking about going into business together and, and what you're looking for in a business partner so number one i was very very honored to, that he even had the conversation with me but not only did he have the conversation but he invited me to become his partner and open a new company although together he and i bring about four decades of experience and expertise in sales and in marketing and in finance the company is new because again we just launched it back in um i guess officially november okay. of last year so we're now working we continue to work with entrepreneurs we do work with a lot of coaches but we work mainly with entrepreneurs to to help them utilize some proven and profitable strategies in their businesses that help them accelerate their results primarily focusing in sales and and in marketing those are the two key areas that we we really coach in bill brings about 15 years of finance to the table so something else that we help entre our clients do and entrepreneurs do is grow their business as a business not like i did a few years ago when I first became a coach because you know when you first start a business there's usually not a lot of cash flow coming in so probably some of the listeners out there are like me as well that you just start you know, taking money out of your personal pocketbook right to spend to grow your business when in all actuality there are opportunities out there for new businesses and new entrepreneurs to grow grow their business as a business so that's a that's a huge part of what we do as well because a lot of people i mean even if they have had um you know problems in the past we even have a business credit builder program that helps them improve their credit so on the personal side their credit is improving but they're also able to grow their business over here because their ein number is not connected to their social security number so for people looking to for that cash flow and the really cool thing is the programs we offer some of our clients depending on the qualifications and how they qualify some of them will qualify for zero percent financing for their first year which is really awesome and so that way that's really helping them get that cash flow to what they where they need to reinvest in their business and grow their business and really begin to position themselves to, to scale much faster than it would otherwise yeah, that's that's pretty pretty great right there. Um, in your career, what is as, as as a coach, what is one of the toughest decisions you had to make? That's a great question. Probably one of the toughest decisions I had to make in my career. I probably have had a couple. I would I would have to say chronologically was leaving the college in two thousand officially resigning in 2014 i had been there for 10 years and it's also my alma mater i loved my job i loved serving our alumni friends and community that was a hard decision because of the circumstances by which it was presented so that was that was a very that was a hard decision to make and probably the second hard decision i made was in september I don't know if it was as hard as it was um, like trying to decide if I was doing the right thing, but I was very fortunate that my coach and mentor for the last now a couple of years brought me on to be part of his team initially in a small capacity, but he continued to give me 
just opportunities after opportunities because he just seemed like he continued to see more myself than I saw for myself. And I ended up working with him full time for about eight months and, you know, stepping away from, from something that was secure, if you will, to going back to become a true entrepreneur back into my own business. It wasn't a hard, I mean, I say it wasn't a hard decision. It was just one that took some, a lot of prayer and thought, if you will. But I'm very thankful that I, I made that decision because I'm where I'm at today because of it. Yeah. So you took a risk and, and now yeah. you're where you're at today. I mean, that's just, that's the way we all start. Yeah. I remember when I first quit my full-time job to go into website design full, full-time, I was in the middle of a hay field. <laughs> and um, I literally just called and said, Hey, I've had enough. I've decided I'm going to, going to do this yeah. my way and I'm going to try to start my own business and see if I can grow it. And here I am almost 10 years later, little, probably over 10 years later. Mm -hmm. and, and you know, I don't have one single regret about that. So, yeah, I don't either. And that's what I think I was wrestling with in answering your question is like, those decisions were not easy decisions, but I don't regret, I don't regret them, you know, because like I said earlier, it's, it's that choice you make like one decision, one decision can position you to be where you are two, three, four or five, 10 years down the road, you know? Most definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, Dylan, you can relate to this too. I mean, um, you know, you and I, we started an, uh, um, an ad agency together and it was great when it lasted, but you know, it, it, we learn a lot from it and we, yeah, we learned, we learned a lot from that decision <laughs> we made. Yeah, you know, it wasn't all, all totally bad, but, uh, you know, looking back on it now, we, we learned a lot and to do it again, we would uh, know what mistakes we, we shouldn't make. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I would rather fail. I tell people all the time, I would rather fail forward than to not fa fail at all. You know, like yeah. I would rather fail than to just sit back and not take action because I think everything that you go through, everything prepares you for the next, the next phase in your life, the next chapter in your life. And I agree. Even, even some of the worst experiences, I think you can pull a few gold nuggets out of them. You should, you know? Yeah. Yeah. While, while we're on the topic of making all these choices and decisions and things like that, it kind of makes me want to ask this question here, you know, being a coach, you're uh, you're used to giving advice and helping your clients grow. And uh, we step back in time a little bit here with all the experiences you've had and trials and adversities and everything that you've been through and all the choices that you've got to make. And, uh, if you step back in time, what advice would you give your 18 year old self and why? Oh, wow. That's a great question. Well, and it's a great question and an easy question because my 18 year old self is my 17 year old son today. Austin is on a technical path in moving forward with his career. He may or may not go to a community college. He loves welding. He loves diesel mechanic. And he's just started, I think we counted up the other day, his fifth business in the last couple of years. And so, you know, I always felt like my father had an entrepreneurial spirit. I mean, I know he did, but you know, in his generation, you weren't a job 
all of your career, your life. If you didn't, you weren't like that was, you weren't successful. You didn't go here and go there. And, you know, I am, I'm so supportive of Austin in chasing kind of his dreams and his entrepreneurial spirit. And at 18, my advice is, is to do that. You know, trust me, I graduated from college. I worked for a university for 10 years. I'm not, I mean, college is an incredible experience. College is not for everyone. And I'll be honest, I never thought Austin would not go to college. But as he continued to grow, especially coming through high school and getting this hands-on experience, Austin's always been a hard worker. Like he loves working on the family farm. He loves to get dirty. Like he's not afraid of that. So why would I take all of that away from him and make him go to college if I know it's not going to serve him? So, you know, at 18, you know, if I had had, and, and not that my parents didn't support me, I was just on a different, I was on a different path than Austin. I was on a collegiate path. You know, I wanted to go to college and get a business degree and, and that's what I did. Like I knew what I wanted to do at 18. But I don't know that my parents knew enough to present any other options to me. So even at 18, it's, you know, really thinking about, you know, what it is that you want to do, what's possible, because it is, I mean, you, you hear people talking about dreams and goals and visions, and I'm a huge advocate for that. I believe that's what's one of the things wrong with us today is that people have given up. They've given up on themselves and they've given up on other people. You know, is, is all goals, dreams, and visions realistic? I think that's up to the person. I think it depends on how much work they want to put into to get it done. It's not easy. Even the path that I've been on is not easy. But at 18 years old, if, if I had been presented with some different opportunities and different choices, I've often wondered, you know, what, what my life would have looked like, right? But I know one thing, again, my 18-year-old self today is my 17-year-old son. I'm fully supporting him and giving him every opportunity to achieve to become an entrepreneur. That's awesome. And, you know, I can relate to that as well. My son, I have two kids. I have an 18-year-old and a 16-year-old. My son, Micah, is getting ready to graduate high school. Um, and he looked, looked at me one day and he said, Dad, what do you want me to do with my life? And I looked at him and I said, Son, I want you to do with whatever you want to do with your life. Mm -hmm. As long as you don't become a burden to society, if you want to go to college, go to college. If you want to go in the military, go in the military. And I said, if you want to do something else that's totally what you want to do, then do that. Mm -hmm. As long as you're happy and that's what you want to do and you're not a burden, I have no problem doing what you're, what, whatever you want to do. Because I totally agree with you. College isn't for everyone. Mm -hmm. you know, um, I, I personally didn't. I went to college and I didn't graduate from college. However, I did learn a few things while I was in there. Um, but, you know, it's like a, it, it just wasn't it wasn't for me. Um, mm -hmm. So I totally I totally can relate to that. Um, yeah. And Susan, I know one of the things that you are always really awesome at is quotes. And I know you have your favorite <laughs> quote. I know you have your favorite quote. So will you let our audience know your favorite quote? I have three words to share with our audience. This is, this is, my, this is like part of my brand now. You ready? I'm ready. The Massive, imperfect action. It kind of right. goes... It kind of goes back to what Dylan and I were talking about a few minutes ago about, you know, I would rather fail forward than not to fail. 
Yeah, I totally, I totally get that. So, yeah. So massive imperfect action, and I have I've seen this so much in the coaching industry, especially with people that may be trying to transition out of a corporate job or any job to become an entrepreneur, to become a coach. Um, it's so easy to get stuck and it's so easy. And I'm talking from experience. You guys know me, like I've always been like a perfectionist, but perfection can hold us back. And, you know, with, with the knowledge that people have today, with the life experiences that people have today, their knowledge, their expertise, their experience. If, if, if that is not put into action, guys, that knowledge is lost. So I would rather inspire you to go out today and do something. Even if it's not perfect, do something, take action. The more action you take, the more you're going to fail and the quicker you're going to succeed. So don't get wrapped up in trying to have everything perfect in life. And again, I'm one to talk because I've always been that way. I'm still a little that way, but I've, I've grown tremendously, both personally and professionally, that I'm an action taker. I'm always taking action, be it right or be it wrong. I'm always taking action and I'm getting to that goal a lot faster. So that's my quote for today. Massive. <laughs> Imperfect action. Three I, words. Got, I got it down here. Dylan, she's all yours, buddy. She's on fire. <laughs> I'm on fire. <laughs> I know you're I'm like in my zone now, guys. I'm I'm getting it here. So since we're gonna be taking massive action now, tell us how you know here at the last minute podcast how we can help your business and our, our listeners can help you out. Awesome. We love connecting. Bill and I both Bill and I both do what we do not for the money. Bill and I do what we do to impact, transform, and change the lives of people. Like my goal, my goal in life is to create such a movement. Like I want to create such a movement among people that the movement that we're creating, the lives that we're impacting then those people are going to go out and change and transform and impact lives. And then those people are going to do the same. Like I want to create such a movement and, and, and leave behind such a legacy. But we know all of that begins with building relationships. So if there are people out there listening to this podcast and you don't know who I am, I want to get to know you. You know, I want to get to know more about you. I want to know who you are and what you do and, and what you aspire to do. And you know, together we can accomplish so much more by taking massive imperfect action. But if there's fear, if there's doubt, if there's confusion that's holding people back, I want to talk to you because I want to help you. I want to help you break those chains because there is a gift in every one of us. There is something bigger in every one of us than we even see in ourselves. And so that's how you guys can help me is, is keep doing what you're doing. Keep talking to people on your podcast, publishing this podcast for millions of people to hear what other people are doing, how together we can make a bigger impact. Like that's what you guys can do to help me. Awesome. And we will do just that. So let our audience know what's the best way to get in touch with you or find out more about you, Susan. 
Awesome. So I am on social media, probably like many of you, Susan D. Crum. I use my middle initial because I have a cousin here. Um, her, her name is Susan Crum as well. So Susan D. Crum on most social media platforms. Also, you can email me at Susan at financialacceleration.com. Again, Financial Acceleration Academy is the, the name of our business, but the email address is only Financial Acceleration. So Susan at financialacceleration.com. Connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. I would love to be able to connect with some folks, get to know you, see how together we can really begin to create a movement and impact change and transform the lives of other people. We're here to serve. I believe that. And I believe each of us have a gift to do that. Let's, let's just lock arms and let's do it together and together. Let's create a movement and leave a legacy. You just, I'm, I'm on fire still. I've already called the fire department. They're coming to put me out. So, you know, you, you are so inspiring. I mean, you're just, I'm motivated. I'm just pumped. Awesome. Awesome. So. Great. Well, so. thank you guys so much for having me on the, the, the last minute podcast. I love the name. And thank you for having me. And, you know, in turn, I want to do the same thing for you guys. I want, um, I want your all's podcast to grow to the millions of listeners and people, because this is a great way to share with your audience. So thank you for what you guys are doing to help really spread a message and impact the lives of millions. Well, we, we appreciate it and we appreciate you coming on. So if we can ever be of any assistance, you know how to get a hold of us, and we'll do the same with you. But thank you so much for coming on, and uh, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds great, guys. Thanks so much. Have a great thank evening. You too. too. Bye-bye. Wow, she was on fire. Someone needs to call the fire department. She was off the wall, excited about everything, and oh, that was just, that was great. Yeah, Susan's always motivating people and has a ton of good information. Yep. So I really, really enjoyed that. So, well, it's that time audience. We are going to ask you for audience participation. Dylan, we need to like a little jingle for this. So something that just says, Hey guys, be a part of our show. So if you would like to be a part of our show, we'd love to have you. You can email us at questions at lastminutepodcast.com or Dylan, you want to do the number since you ain't done it? Four two three seven eight eight four three zero five. Once again, that number is four two three seven eight eight four three zero five. We'd love to get you uh, on a, on the podcast and talk with you. Maybe interview you. We'd love to even just hear what you want us to talk about. Whatever it is, however it is, we will possibly think about talking about it. And no one has claimed our ten dollar Luke's Pizza gift card for being the first voicemail at. Four two three seven eight eight four three zero five. The last minute podcast. So let's change it up. Let's give them a choice of a ten dollar Luke's gift card or a ten dollar Amazon dot com gift card. And if you act now, today only, that's three twenty five or March the twenty fifth. We will give you both. So how about that? So um, give us a call at, once again, 423-788-4305. That offer is valid till midnight tonight on March the 25th for both. Otherwise, if you call after that, you'll only get one over the other. Sound good, Dylan? Sounds good. So we really want to get you all involved and get you all participating. And, uh, you know, the podcast is growing. We did take off a week like we shouldn't have. 
However, just life happened as Dylan so gently put it earlier. Uh, and you know, that happens to the most of us. Dylan, you got any last minute thoughts? Uh, no, I think we need to plan something big though for our approaching 500 listens. So, uh, for, uh, I think for a thousand listens, we need to, we need a big giveaway. Big giveaway. Okay. Well, let's think about it. Let's think, let's just talk about it and see what we can come up with. Um, I'm all game for whatever you want, man. So, um, that's good. I didn't know we were at that much already. That's awesome. Yeah. Hard to believe just one ideal one night turned into, you know, somebody spending 500 basically hours listening to us talk. Yep. So goes to show you, you don't have to be perfect at first. You can gradually work your way through it. And guess what? We're still nowhere near where we want to be. We're still working on it every day. Yep. We've got some great shows coming up. We do indeed. So I'm heading out to Charlotte, North Carolina on Wednesday to speak at a, uh, a business conference called BizCon Charlotte. And if you live in the Charlotte area or around that area, I'd love to see you there. Um, if you want to find out more information and come and watch me talk and maybe meet with me and stuff, I'd love to see you. Um, once again, that is BizCon Charlotte. And it is, let's see here, that is on March the 27th, 2019. And it starts at, it looks like it starts at 12 o'clock and it goes all the way up till 7.30 that night. So um, I think the tickets are roughly 30 five dollars 45 dollars somewhere in there but anyways it's supposed to be an amazing event and i am going to be there talking along with a bunch of friends of mine and, and other speakers and i'm going to be talking about networking so i'm going to talk about how you do networking how do you do good networking so i'd love to see you there find out more at bizconcharlotte.com bizconcharlotte.com well dylan i think it's that time buddy i think it's that time to go by Yep. I think his favorite word, yep, audience. What do y'all think? Yep, yep. Well, I guess it's better than some of the other words you've used in the past. Hey, he's sitting here trying to figure out what I'm talking about. That's, that's very interesting. Oh, God, I hate that word. That's the word, interesting. Interesting is not, no. You said interesting in one podcast like 8,000 times. It was six times I went back and listened and counted. <laughs> and the sad part is you went back and listened. Well, guys and gals, we appreciate you listening to us here on the Last Minute Podcast. Once again, give us a call at 423-788-4305 or email us directly at questions at lastminutepodcast.com. And we'd love to get to know who you are, what you do, uh, how we can help you, and how we can better serve you. So give us a call. And until then, have a terrific, terrific day or night or evening or whatever it is where you are. We'll talk to you later. We'll see you.